Hi, this is Melissa with Mixin' Some Magic. Welcome to my podcast. And welcome back. I'm so happy that you are here. We have lots to talk about today. We're going to start off by talking about Disney's new Magic Key program that has replaced the annual Passholder program. And then I'm going to be sharing some of my favorite tips and ways that you can bring Disney into your home, even if you can't be at the parks. So let's get started first with the new Magic Key announcement from Disneyland. So um, a while back, they sunsetted, that's the way they referred to it, the annual Passholder program, and we didn't have a program in its place and so we've been waiting and waiting for an announcement about the new program and what it would look like and Disney has dropped lots of hints along the way and they've been calling it um, a program and been very careful not to call it an annual pass so that we had a lot of people speculating about what the changes could be. Um, they talked a lot about I mean, Disney has just put out a lot of things that made people speculate about how there wouldn't be payment plans anymore and how it would be a totally revamped system. And it had a lot of people very worried about what these changes might mean, especially people who frequent the parks often, like weekly or anything like that, especially the people who lived very close were extremely worried because they're used to going to Disneyland often. So there'd been a lot of anxiety and nerves and then Disneyland said that they would be announcing the program and so (laughs) the internet and social media has been on fire waiting for this announcement and then we got the announcement and I don't know you guys I think it would be safe to say that I'm disappointed in the new program. Um they're calling it the magic key. They're not saying annual pass, but it's an annual pass. It lasts for one year and it's essentially almost exactly the same as the former annual pass, but there's a few differences being none of the passes include max pass or photo pass. Um, you have to make reservations now for every single time and they've limited how many reservations you can hold at a time based on um, what tier of ticket you choose and they've added more blackout dates to most of the passes so the prices are about the same as they were before there's still payment plan options for California residents but Other than that, it's basically the same. They've just changed the name, given us less, and I people are pretty happy about it. I think that a lot of people who were really worried that the change would be huge and they wouldn't be able to visit as often are relieved. But the more I've thought about it and the more I've looked at it, I'm not I'm just not impressed. I'm not happy with it. I don't know that this is a great plan. So let me go over it real quick with you and then I'll tell you what I don't like about it. So there's four tiers. The dream key is the very highest and it costs $13.99, $1,399. dollars 
So it's a reservation-based admission to one or both theme parks every day of the year. Kind of like we talked about, you have to make a reservation. With this pass, you can hold up to six theme park reservations at a time for different dates, meaning six days you can have reserved. You can make your reservation 60 days in advance with all of the tiers. This pass does give you 20% off select merchandise, 15% off select dining, and it includes parking. And there are no blackout blackout dates during this for this pass. Um, so this is the highest one that you can get with no blackout dates. You can go whenever you want. Well, you can't go whenever you want. You can have a reservation. You can hold six at a time. And once you've used like one of the six, then you can use that day. You know, you can make one more reservation. So you can always be holding six. Next is the Believe Key at $949. Same type of thing with the reservations and the six theme park. You can hold six reservations at a time. This one has 10% off select merchandise, 10% off select dining, 50% off standard theme park parking. And then we have the Enchanted Key, which is $649. Oh, the Believe Key does have the blackout dates but it is mostly weekends in October, over Thanksgiving, um, over Christmas break, uh, President's Day, two Saturdays in March. There's a whole week that's blocked out in April and some weekends in July, but there's, it's pretty open there. It's not as restricted as some of the other ones. So the next tier down is the enchanted key at $649. This one you make a reservation also, but you can only hold four theme park reservations at a time. You get 10% off select merchandise, 10% off select dining. This blockout date, they have more. Um, they have three days in September, all weekends in October. Smokey, what are you doing? Smokey's being loud. They have um, a good portion of November and December are blocked out. First week of January, President's Day in February, a little bit in March, quite a bit of April is blocked out, a little of May, almost the entire month of June is blocked out, July is completely blocked out, first part of August is blocked out, and three days in September locked out. So that one's a little more, I mean, there's a little, not a little, there's a lot more block out dates for that key. And the last key is the Imagine key and it is $399. It's only available for Southern California residents living in zip codes 90000 to 93599. And this one is also a reservation-based admission holds up to two theme park reservations at a time so this is like the lowest pass that you can get and it's only for those residents who live right near Disneyland 10% off select merchandise 10% off dining they're still gonna have to pay for parking and their blockout dates are crazy like almost all Friday Saturdays well all Friday Saturday and Sundays in September same with October I mean there's really only 12 days they can go in October about the same for November, December, they have four, eight, 10 days they can go. January, about the same, 12, 13 days. February is a little more open. March is a little more open. But really, they are not going to be able to be there Saturdays and Sundays 
at all. They're all blocked out. And all of June is blocked out. All of July is blocked out. Most of August. And there's this one's really, this one's tough. Especially if you're living close and want to visit often. This one's pretty restricted. All right. Disneyland has also tried to kind of sweeten the deal. Try to get people to purchase quickly. Um, which makes me a tiny bit nervous. I'll tell you why later. But if you purchase your magic key within the first 66 days then you get some special benefits including a magic key terrace which is a reimagined reservation based lounge just for magic key holders and their friends and family so i guess there's a place that we can go and hang out um reservation based meaning you have to make a reservation to go there let's see magic key holder month is a month-long celebration for magic key holders special experiences and collectibles access exciting and unique experiences and collectible keepsakes designed with you in mind including special offers during festivals first access to opportunities be the first among the first to have the opportunity to access exciting new offerings at the disneyland resort throughout the year including new merchandise collections downtown disney districts you can have discounts there at participating locations um, they're going to have Magic Key merchandise, novelties, menu items. So you'll have the opportunity to purchase these, like, you know, like the popcorn buckets and the things like that throughout the year, just like with the annual pass. Magic Key Disney Photo Pass opportunities. Enjoy special photo spots and other opportunities sprinkled throughout the year. And Magic Key Embroidery, special options available for Magic Key holders at select locations in the park. Plus, if you purchase um, within the first 66 days, because Disneyland is 66 this year, then you'll receive a little welcome package that's mailed to you later that includes unique items such as a premium branded pin, celebratory button, magnet, and more. Um, So... Disney's trying to get us to purchase these quickly, have an incentive to hurry and get them within the 66 days, the first 66 days so you can get your little welcome packet. And I have to admit, I was really excited about, I mean, it kind of got me. I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get it? I got to get it within the first 66 days so I can get my little welcome package. And then more I thought about it, I don't think that that's the best route to go for me, and I'll tell you why in a minute, but I want to first talk about a couple of other stipulations with the Magic Pass. Um, you can purchase it August 25th in the parks. You can purchase it if you're upgrading a current ticket, so if you have like a four-day park hopper um, that you're going to be using while you're there in the park, you can upgrade to a Magic Pass and just pay the difference. If you're not upgrading, you cannot purchase it in the park and you will need to do it online. Disney recently came out with a special pass just for California residents. It was a three-day park hopper pass um, that they didn't have to use all within the 14 days. Usually with a ticket, you have to use all of the days within 14 days, but this one, they could spread it out throughout a couple of months and it was a discounted ticket and that one is not eligible to be upgraded into an annual pass, but if you had a regular ticket, then it is eligible to be upgraded. If, however, you bought your um, California ticket 
through Getaway Today and have not used the first day yet, you can call my friends at Getaway Today, upgrade to a regular ticket, and then you'll be able to upgrade to an annual pass and use that to pay the difference. I mean, not use that to pay the difference, but you will pay the difference in the prices. That's what I'm trying to say. So those are a couple of the little um, things about the annual pass that might be helpful for you. And now I guess I'm going to get into the my opinion that's probably not going to be very popular about why I decided I'm not going to be getting... Now, I keep saying annual pass because really it's an annual pass. I don't I don't know why we're calling it Magic Key. I kind of wish that Disneyland would have just said, hey, guess what? We're bringing back annual passes, but there's no max pass. There's no photo pass. We've added more blockout dates, and now you have to make reservations. I don't know why they didn't just say this. I don't know why all the the big thing about the the Magic Key and on and on. It's, it's just the dressed up annual pass. So I don't know why we're calling it magic key, but that's what we're doing. And it's going to take some getting used to. So bear with me when I say annual pass a lot, because I'm sure it's going to happen often. Okay. So like I've said, I was, I I was, I have been stressed about which pass should I get? Should I make sure I get it on the very first day? Should I upgrade some of the existing tickets that I already have? Should I get some of my tickets refunded? Um, I have tickets and reservations for end of August, September, and November. So I already have these park tickets. I already have reservations. I got them all through Getaway Today. So they are, I could get them refunded and um, use that money to go towards a magic key. And I've thought about all these things and I've been like going back and forth. It's really given me anxiety because I'm like, what would be the best thing? What would be the best pass? I'm obviously drawn to the dream key because there's no um, blockout dates, but is that a waste of money? Would I, would I use it? On and on, all these things. And it finally occurred to me that it all might be a waste of money and I might not be happy with any of the passes. And for me, it might be better to just continue, at least for the time being, through the rest of the year, to not purchase a magic key, but to just continue purchasing discounted tickets through Getaway Today whenever I want to go to Disneyland. And here's why. So there's been a lot of talk about this new reservation system. Um, One of the passes, the former annual passes, the flex pass, you did need to make a reservation before you could use. I had that pass and I never had trouble making a park reservation. You could make them 30 days in advance and I never had trouble. However, it was only flex pass users who were making park reservations. Now it is every single holder of a magic key will be required to make a park reservation. Um, It's estimated, nobody knows for sure, but it's estimated that there were over a million annual pass holders when Disney canceled their annual pass holder program. And the majority of those people were living right in California. So they visited often. So now let's just assume that all of those people are buying another not an annual pass, but a magic key. Oh, this is hard. So let's just assume they're buying a magic key to replace their annual pass. I'm, I don't know if all of them will purchase one, but a lot of people will. Um, all of these people now have to make 
park reservations, where before it was just a handful of people with the FlexPass that needed to make reservations. Now all of these magic key holders are going to be making park reservations, and they won't be allowed into Disneyland unless they have them. Um, I spoke to a cast member, and she told me that there are actually going to be two parts or two sections of reservations. They're going to have a reservations like a set amount held aside for regular ticket purchasers. So people who don't have magic keys purchase a ticket. They have to make a reservation too, but they have tickets set aside like spots, reservation spots set aside just for these people. And then they have another section of spots set aside for magic key holders. Once those spots are filled for magic key holders, then they are filled. It's full. That day's closed. You can't get in. Now, my concern is how hard is it going to be to get a reservation? You can only make them 60 days in advance with a magic key. If you have a regular ticket, you can make it 120 days in advance. That's a huge difference. So I imagine that at least at the beginning, I'm going to say like through the end of the year, it's it might be very difficult to get a reservation. Nobody really knows but I have concerns about it. I mean, there's all these people who have, haven't been able to visit as often as they like, and now they're able to, and the reservations, I believe, are going to be hard to come by. I hate the idea of not being able to go when I want to. Um, so for that reason, I've decided not to buy an annual pass. I may change my mind in January, but I do not want to purchase an annual pass and then not be able to make reservations, be stressed all the time because the dates that I want to travel there aren't available, and I don't want to fight with all of the magic key holders to try to get reservations through the end of the year. I just don't want to do it. It doesn't sound fun. It sounds terrible, and I worry that I will not be able to get the value out of the magic key because of this reservation system because I'm not going to be able to visit as often as I like or make, you know, make the reservations that I want to make. Um, and I hate that it's only 60 days out. So I've decided to just continue getting my discounted tickets through Getaway today. Then I can have my reservations made 120 days in advance, which guarantees me essentially that I can get the dates that I want and there's no blockout dates on their tickets. Um, I feel really good about this, to tell you the truth. Once I made this decision, I just felt all of this relief because, I mean, it's stressful trying to fight all of these people for um, tickets and spots, and I want to see how it all shakes out before I go about purchasing it. And then I started thinking, how many days do I actually visit a year? I mean, versus how many days I want to visit a year. I probably visit around every other month. So probably around 14 to 15 days a year I am in Disneyland. Which, if I pay about $100 a day through Getaway Today, um... That would equal around $1,400, which is the cost of the highest pass. So the highest pass gives me no blockout dates, but I have to make reservations 60 days in advance and I have to fight other people for a reservation spot. 
It also includes free parking. I'm from out of town. I don't rent a car. I don't need to park, so that doesn't um, inspire me at all. It does include a little bit of a discount on food and merchandise, but that's not enough of a discount to make it worth um, trying to make reservations in such a short amount of time and potentially not getting the reservations that I want. So for me, I can go the same amount of days with no blockout dates and be able to make reservations a full 60 days before pass holders, key holders, if I just continue to get my tickets at a discount through Getaway Today. So for now, that's the decision I've made. I feel really good about it. If at the beginning of the year, it's really easy for people to make reservations, it's been no big deal, then I will probably revisit this the idea about getting a magic key. But until then, I just don't think that it's worth it. There's too many unknowns and I will be really upset with myself if I buy a magic key, but I'm not able to get into my dates in September, get into my dates in November because it's too hard to make a reservation. It's not worth it to me to have that stress. I'd rather just kind of wait and see how it all shakes out. I'm not saying that this is the best thing for you to do. I'm just saying this is the best thing for me and it causes me the the least amount of stress and anxiety. But when I do buy a magic key, if I do eventually, I will make sure to buy it at a discount. Um, I've been talking a lot about Getaway Today because their tickets are always discounted off the gate price and you can actually use this to your advantage when you purchase a magic key. So if you buy discounted ticket through getaway today it's discounted off the gate price you can use this ticket to book your reservation 120 days in advance so say your family is going to visit in december but you would like to purchase a magic key don't jump on august 25th and purchase a magic key that's not going to help you what you want to do is you want to purchase your ticket through getaway today i'll put a link in the show notes Purchase your passes, park hoppers, single day, whatever you want through Getaway Today. Make your park reservations 120 days out. And then on the last day of your trip, you are going to go to the ticket booth and you're going to say, I want to upgrade my ticket to a Magic Pass. They'll be like, great. They don't know that you got your tickets at a discount. They don't care. They are going to put the amount of your ticket that you purchased towards your Magic Key And then that's how you can save a little bit of money purchasing your magic key. And you can still make your reservations 120 days in advance. So that's what I recommend doing. Don't run out on that first day. Oh man, I am worried that it is going to be crazy chaos. Again, waiting in line as everybody is online trying to get their magic key. I will not be a part of that. I can't, I can't do it again. And good luck to everybody who is going to because I... I'm worried it's going to be rough. Hopefully not. Hopefully people will realize the magic key is not, it's not going anywhere. You can purchase it a couple of days later. You don't have to be on first thing in the morning trying to get it. Uh, we'll see what happens though. But that's what I've decided to do. I feel really, feel really good about it. I feel like um, it gives me more options. I don't think I'm going to be losing any money I might actually save money especially if reservations are hard to come by and it just lets me wait and see what things are going to be like before I make my decision about which level key that I want to get or if I want to get it at all so that's what I'm going to be doing and 
I'm going to be interested to see how it all shakes out. Hopefully, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully it's super easy to get magic key reservations. Um, and I think it probably will be as the months go on sometime into next year when things calm down and people aren't as excited about getting back to the parks and aren't as excited about Halloween time and Christmas, which are super popular at Disneyland and very busy. I think that maybe it will calm down a little bit, but I guess that all remains to be seen. So we will just have to wait and see what happens, but that's what I'm going to be doing. I feel good about it. I'd love to know your thoughts. Send me a DM over on Instagram, or you can email me at mixinsomemagic at gmail.com. Um, let me know what you think. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I get back, some people don't go to Disneyland every day. Some people don't live next door. I'm one of those people, so I've had to find creative ways to bring Disneyland or the Disney magic into my home. I've tried to brainwash my children with a love of Disneyland. I think I've done a pretty good job, um, but I've had to get creative with different ways to bring it into my home. And so I'm going to talk all about how you can bring magic of Disney into your home, even if you can't be at the parks. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. You're listening to Mix in Some Magic. Hey, I just wanted to let you know that I have a free printable for you on my website that I think you're going to really like. I have a free printable Disneyland in a day and Disney California Adventure in a day itinerary that I update every single month. So it's always current because I don't want you to get stuck waiting in long, crazy lines. I don't want you to only hit five rides the whole day because you've been bouncing around the parks. I want you to go in with a plan and be able to execute it efficiently and quickly. So I've created this plan for you that I think will be really helpful. So go to my website. I'll put a link in the show notes. The month you're going to visit Disneyland, you can download it, print it out, and be ready to go and avoid long lines. I also make custom plans that might be helpful for you too. If you're looking for something a little more custom, I can totally create one for you. It works in, I can work in your dining reservations. And if you want to take a break back at the hotel during the day, or if you're doing like a five day and want an itinerary created for all five days or three days or four days, it's especially helpful if you have a huge group to have a custom itinerary. I've done them for family reunions and all kinds of things. So those can be really helpful if the Disney in a day itinerary is not quite what you're looking for. I'd be happy to create something custom for you. There's more information all about that on my website. So I will add a link to that in the show notes, but check it out do the free one for sure. It's going to save you time. It's going to save you stress and you're going to be grateful that you have it and you're not stuck waiting in crazy long lines. Welcome back. 
Okay, so for years and years, I have tried to bring the magic of Disney into our home, especially when my kids were little, because little kids, Disney magic, it doesn't really get any better than that. Um, I would do all kinds of things to get them excited before our Disney vacations. Not that they needed any help getting excited, but I would make little Disney-themed countdowns and they would tear off one day, you know, like one little ring each day and we would watch the Disney movies and watch YouTube videos and we would, I would put up um, decorations I have some pictures on my blog that I'll link to, but I have decorations, Disneyland decorations that I put up before we go on vacation. I have a little banner and like little signs and all these things just to get people excited about their Disneyland visits. And sometimes though, it's been a while since we've been to Disneyland and we're kind of missing the Disney magic. So a few years ago, I was looking for something fun to do during the summer you know, summers get long, they can get boring, and I thought, let's do a Disney day at home. And my little girls loved the idea, and so I thought long and hard about how we could set up a Disney day at home to make it feel kind of like we were in the parks, the next best thing. So I decided to make it like a full day, like what we would do at Disneyland, let's try to do it at home, and just see how it went. And it was actually very, very fun. I've got a whole blog post about it. Um, I'll put a link to in the show notes, but I wanted to go through what we did in case you're needing a little Disney in your life. You could do a Disney day at home and you will be a hero because your kids will think you are the best. So I put up our Disneyland decorations to start out. So the morning when the kids woke up, we had our Disneyland decorations out um, you don't have to do this. It's just something I like to do. I have a lot of Disney stuff on hand, put up our banner and we put up, um, like I just set out a lot of our Disney stuffed animals around the house and some of our old Mickey Mouse ears. Um, there's tons of cute free printables online that you can get printed out. And so we put them all up the night before. I kind of wanted to build the anticipation like, oh, we're going to Disneyland tomorrow and we made little tickets for the girls to use so that they'd be able to get into the park and both of them were so excited the night before they were having trouble falling asleep i'm not even joking they were so excited for our disneyland day at home that they were like i can't sleep i'm just too excited just like a night before disneyland i don't know does that happen to you i can never sleep the night before we go because i'm just too excited um, so we woke up the next morning and we all put on our Disneyland clothes. We had to dress the part. We wore our Disneyland shirts. We had our Mickey Mouse ears. We had some cute, fun Disneyland jewelry. We wore our little buttons that we'd gotten from the parks on past visits and we were ready to go. So I, I had a literal rope set up in our in our entryway that nobody could cross until the parks opened. We made a rope drop. It wasn't technically a rope. It was a little piece of yarn, but it did the same thing. Um, so we had Disneyland music playing. My very favorite place to get Disneyland music is a website called soundsofdisneyland.com. And this website, it's going to blow you away. I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but it's amazing. They have the songs from the Esplanade. They have songs from Main Street. They have the ride soundtracks to almost every single ride. And it's just fun. I listen to it all the time. 
but it was the perfect addition to our Disneyland day at home. So we had the music playing. They even have the little welcome announcement on there of, of them saying, you know, like, welcome to Disneyland. Please walk. Don't run. So we did that. Our Disneyland didn't open until 9 a.m. because I needed to sleep in a little bit. So we had to scan our tickets. I even had the, like on the Disney Sounds of Disneyland, they have the sound where you, that it makes when your ticket gets stand, scanned in, that little whistle. So I did that as we scanned their tickets. You had the little whistle and then we were in the park. Um, before we could go all the way in though, I made them take a, a selfie in front of the castle. <laughs> I found a, a backdrop on Instagram of the Disneyland castle on their story filters and we took a snapshot right in front of the castle before we started our day and then we were on our way we had so much fun we watched ride videos from YouTube I like my kids each pick their favorite ride and we did that we rode Peter Pan Pirates of the Caribbean Big Thunder Mountain Railroad to start the day and we also watched um, a Disney sing-along songs video on YouTube called Disneyland Fun. I'll put a link to that in the show notes too. Um, I don't remember, I don't like, do you guys remember what these videos were all about? They were pretty great. Um, I'm sure you remember Disney sing-alongs. If not, look them up on YouTube. They're amazing, but they have one all about Disneyland and it really kind of set the mood for our day so we started off with that and then we sprinkled in ride videos throughout the day um we made sure to have lots of disneyland food so for breakfast we decided to visit carnation cafe and have mickey waffles so i made mickey waffles and they were delicious of course because they're mickey shaped i had mickey mouse plates that we put them on um, for lunch, I made corn dogs. I used a Disney Hungry's recipe, and I was really nervous about the corn dogs because making homemade corn dogs seemed like a lot of work, but they were actually surprisingly easy, and they were really good, so I could totally make them again and not be intimidated. Uh, I also made the palm frites with Cajun remoulade for good measure to go along with our corn dogs. That recipe I just found online, but... We usually get those at Cafe Orleans and they were very good. They're just like french fries with garlic and cheese. Like you really can't go wrong. Um, I found some Mickey Mouse ice cream bars at Walmart and they were a huge hit. And we also ate churros later in the evening that I got at Costco. Did you know you can buy the churros from Costco? Like you can buy frozen ones, a huge box of them, and then just heat them up in your oven yourself. I know you're welcome. You're probably going to want to do that because it's awesome. Um, we made our own DIY rides. I say rides loosely. Like we, <laughs> I put my girls, we, I put them in a giant bowl and then I spun them around on the kitchen floor. And while we played the teacup music and they thought it was so funny, it was actually hilarious to watch them be so happy. They loved that. So we did the teacups. I honestly considered sending them down the stairs on a sled for the Matterhorn, but I chickened out because I, I got too nervous. I thought they might die. So I sent them down the slide in the backyard instead and threw a bucket full of water on them at the bottom while I played the Splash Mountain music. <laughs> it was actually, I mean, they thought it was fun, but it was hilarious. I don't know. There's something satisfying about throwing a bucket of water on people. 
it was fun. Um, you could get really creative though when it comes to rides. You could drive your toy cars or bikes around for Autopia or bounce them around on the trampoline for a big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I mean, kids' imaginations have no limits. So let them help you come up with some fun ideas. So we did lots of little things like that, little rides. Um, we spent some time learning to draw Disney characters. We called it the Animation Academy, just like a California Adventure. There's so many different um, tutorials on YouTube, so we just found one. My girls wanted to draw Stitch, so we found a video tutorial, and a Disney animator was actually on the YouTube video, and he walked them through each step, and they turned out really great. They were very cute. Now, back when we did this last summer, our Disney store was still open and I thought it would be fun to go souvenir shopping because what's a visit to Disneyland without some souvenirs? So we went over to the Disney store and I let them pick out a little thing so that they could take it home to remember our Disney day at home. But if you don't have a Disney store near you, you could easily go anywhere. I mean the dollar store or skip that part completely. It doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do. We also watched a movie at the Hyperion Theater. We decided, I tried to get them to watch Frozen like they show at at Disneyland, but they wanted to watch Princess and the Frog instead, and that was a good option. So we snuggled up and we watched a movie. We ate our churros and we watched more ride videos. We actually stopped by, we have a local soda shop that sells Dole Whips. So we stopped by there and we got a Dole Whip they were delicious and then we finished our night by watching fireworks on youtube we watched some disneyland fireworks and it was great it was so wonderful if you want to check it out i have um, our disney at home day saved on the story highlights on my instagram but it was really fun my girls talk about it all the time when can we do another one so we have another one planned and it's something that we just like to do once a year is probably enough for me because Man, it's kind of a lot of work for this mama, but I love doing it. The kids loved it. And so if you're looking to add a little Disney magic, a Disney day at home might be just what you're looking for. Of course, there's lots of other ways to bring Disney magic into your home. You don't have to have a whole big Disney day planned. You can do little things. Just listening to the music from the parks brings so much magic into our home. I love doing that, having it playing often in the background. Um, I like to burn the Disney scented candles. There's so many com companies that sell them. I don't have a favorite one. I've enjoyed all the ones that I've used, but I've bought one that smell like Dole Whips and the Main Street Bakery, and they're really good. So I like burning those sometimes. Um, we like to watch a lot of Disney movies, obviously. That helps bring the Disney the Disney magic into our home. We try to make Disney treats often. I love recipes. I love cooking. And so I've been creating tons of different Disneyland copycat recipes that have been really fun. So I'll put a link to all of those in my show notes, but we make beignets and Matterhorn macarons and Mickey shaped Rice Krispie treats. And we have all kinds of things that we make that are reminiscent of Disney just to bring a little Disney magic into our home. We also watch a lot of the ride videos on YouTube. I think those are super fun to watch. Um, I do worry sometimes when people watch too many of them before they visit Disneyland. I just worry maybe it takes away some of the magic. It's kind of like reading the 
or, you know, like watching the movie before you read the book. So when my kids were little, I wouldn't let them watch YouTube videos of the ride until they'd already been on it. Unless I had a kid that was really nervous about a ride, then I would let them watch the YouTube video to make them, you know, let them see that it wasn't as scary as they may have been building up in their mind. But I don't know. I didn't want to ruin it for them. <laughs> but now that they've been on all the rides, then we'll watch YouTube videos with the Disneyland rides. Those are really fun. We also have some Disneyland games that we play. We have a Disney Monopoly and a Disney Uno and a Villains game. Uh, so those are really fun. Bring a little Disney magic into your home with games. There's really lots of things that you can do, lots of ways you can bring the Disney magic, especially if you're willing to get creative. We like to do lots of crafts. I recently did um, tie-dye with my girls and I decided to make mine into a Mickey shirt. I did a Mickey tie-dye and it actually turned out better than I thought it was going to. I mean, it's not amazing, I'll be honest, but it turned out better than I thought. So I just try to sprinkle little Disney things here and there and it works. My girls or my kids in general probably only get to Disneyland maybe once a year if they're lucky. More more often it's every other year. Um, so it's fun to get creative and bring Disney magic into our home when they're not going to, since, you know, they're not going to be able to be there as often as I would like them to be there. But I do try to get them there as often as possible. So I would love to know what you do to bring Disney magic into your home. And hopefully these ideas were helpful. I'm sure there's so many more ideas that I haven't even thought of. And I would love to hear about them. Send me a DM, leave me a comment on the podcast, something, because I would love to hear it. I'm always looking for new and creative ways to bring the Disney magic into our home. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to all of you listening. I really appreciate it. You guys are the best. I'm sorry I haven't been as consistent with this this year, or not this year, this summer. It's the summer that's gotten me. My goodness, it's just hard with all the kids home and different schedules and on and on. You know, you know what it's like. <laughs> but school starts in a couple of weeks and I'm excited to be getting back to doing this weekly. I've got so many ideas, so many things I want to share with you, but I'm really appreciative of you. Appreciative. Is that how you say it? I really appreciate. That sounds better. Just forget what I said before. I really appreciate you and your support. I would love it if you would leave me a review on my podcast. That would help me out. It helps people find me. And that would make me so happy. So I would love that. That would be amazing. Also, if you haven't heard, I have a magic mail giveaway. I give away something magical every single month. All you have to do is sign up for my newsletter. I don't send out newsletters very often. Just every once in a while when there's important information that I think you might want to know about, I will send a newsletter. So if you want to be entered automatically into my monthly magic mail giveaways all you have to do is sign up for my newsletter i'll put a link in the show notes for that as well so you can check that out if you're interested you can also find me on instagram facebook a little bit i'm not as excited about facebook um but i try to get on there as often as possible anyway i will be back not next week the week after with something new. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk soon.